If you would uh, turn in your Bibles to John fourteen twenty seven. John fourteen twenty seven. You have you there. And I want you to have it there, although it will be on the screen if you don't have a Bible with you. If you don't have a Bible and you just don't have one that you could read, that you don't have the ability to get one, let us know. We'll make sure that you get one. Um, all right. So look at this. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Father, just pray as we open up this word as well that you would speak to us in here. We we know that our ultimate focus is outside of these walls. That's what you've called us to. But when we are here, we ask that you would prepare us to go outside, that you would move in us this morning. In fact, Lord, that there would be decisions made today that we put off for way too long. So move and work in us as only you can do. And we thank you for that, Jesus. Amen. How many of you never worry about anything? Put your hands up. Anybody? Good. Because I was going to be a little concerned about lightning striking somewhere. So, you know, we, we don't have to worry about that. We're, 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 we're glad about that. You know, sometimes people say, well, I'm not really worried. I'm just overly concerned. Yeah, what's the difference to God as we think about this? Uh, There are so many things to be overly concerned about, aren't there? How many uh, young people are becoming a little concerned about school getting ready to start? Woo-hoo! Yeah, yeah, and... And, and and teachers and students and not just the schoolwork, but the whole, no, no, you're looking forward to it. You're not concerned about it. You're not worried about it, even though you picked out your clothes two weeks ago and you've changed what you're going to wear three or four times already. So you're not worried. That's what happens. We, we get to that point. And, and really, we've been talking about fear and about being set free from fear. And we talked about our Goliaths, our giants that we have. And the reality is that sometimes it's not the giant of fear that actually takes us down, but the little ants of anxiety that just kind of start out small but begin to swarm around us so that we end up becoming overwhelmed with worry to the point that it finally leads to an all-out panic but jesus says these words to us peace i leave with you my peace i give you i do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled do not be afraid he tells us to not be troubled that we're be to not be distressed stirred up disturbed disquieted agitated to not be afraid fearful anxious worry any of those things. In fact, God tells us perhaps more than any other command in the word of God to fear not in some kind of form or another to fear not. But there are so many things to worry and fret about, to be anxious about in this life. But Jesus says, 
and gives us a promise. I give you peace. I will leave you peace. There is a place of peace far from panic. But we've got to be able to take that road. That road to travel, that road from panic to peace. And it's really not that complicated. At least for some people, the the world's version, it's not that complicated. Let me share with you how you do this in just one simple picture. Obviously, there's worried. Here's how do you get out of that? Here's how you do it. This is the answer. You might want to take this down. That's how you do it. Amen. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, well, yeah, maybe not. I don't know if you can see that. Right over here is panic. That's panic right there. I don't know if I have a little mark. Yeah, there you go. There's panic. And there's peaceful valley. What's that? They are. They're both in Pennsylvania. See? They're really not as far apart as you think. Panic and peace. And so, uh, as, as you're going across here. Obviously, it's a joke, but it's also an analogy. It's an analogy. It's a picture for us to think about this as a road that we travel. Sometimes we think about trying to get peace and get out of panic is we just close the door on the problems, just close the door on panic, and we just get to enter the door into peace. And it doesn't always work that way. For some of you, it's going to be a journey. It's going to take some time and journey towards that place of peace. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the first step of that journey. And we're going to follow up next week with the second and arrive at peace, so to speak. And step one is going to sound a little crazy. We're talking about being on traveling on the road from panic to peace. But step one is simply this. You have to let go of the steering wheel. You have to let go of the steering wheel. As crazy as that may sound. In fact, let's look at the first point as we think about it here. We need to surrender the things we think we can control. If we're going to get to peace, we need to surrender the things we think we can control. Because much of the worrying, much of the anxiety are about things that have yet to happen or things that we just are uncertain about. We're not sure. We're not sure what this is going to be. We worry. We worry about the, the what-ifs of life. Hey, what, what if this happens? And, 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 but if I do that, what if that goes on? And what if this takes place? And, and we become consumed with these what-ifs, so much so that we don't deal with what is right now happening that God is doing and His hand is here in your life and working. We're missing it because we're not mindful of what God is doing. The fear of the future. Technically, it's not really a fear completely of the future because it's not all the future that we fear. It's just the the future that we can't control, that we're afraid of, that we worry about. Well, we figure everything's going to be all right if we can just control our own little world. If we can get our ducks in a row, if all 
the people in our life could be safe and sound, if we work hard enough, if we plan far enough ahead, then I will be at peace because there won't be any problems to worry about because I've taken care of them. The problem is that we often feel like we've got control over a situation, but we really don't have peace. Let's just imagine for a moment that you really could get to the place where you feel like you've got control over a situation and what's going to happen, you still do not have peace because the fact is things constantly are changing and so you're continually trying to keep a hold of things, to keep things together, to make it work. You're constantly trying to keep the peace and in that it makes you anxious. You can't keep everything under control. It's like trying to keep keep a hold of a greased pig. It just, there's no peace. Jesus speaks to us of this in Matthew chapter 6. If you turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. He speaks to this, 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 where we can find this peace. He speaks to this not worrying and not having anxiety. As he says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or your body, or what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will not he much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all those things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Let go of the steering wheel. Let go of control. I know there's someone who's like, well, I, I really don't have a problem. I'm not that bad. I, I don't have to be the one in control. As long as everything goes the way I want it to go. Right? And you see people like, oh, I'm fine. And they act like, I don't, I don't worry about things. I don't, get, I don't get bent out of shape. As long as everything's going the way they want it to go. It's like those who struggle letting somebody else drive their car. Or you talk about bike. You know, who else? You know, are you going to ride? You know, me doing it, me riding. Those are two different things, aren't they? Of course, the reason they're two different things is because that's my ride. That's my car. And, and, and somebody else wouldn't understand it. Or, or somebody else, that's mine, and I want to make sure it's taken care of. Come on. Be real. The truth is, you're not comfortable 
when anyone else has the wheel. Which is why you have trouble riding on a plane, on a bus, and everything else. But you can learn to let go. I realized this the other day. How much, I, I don't know that I ever had the, both hands gripped on the whole wheel, but, you know, usually if we're driving someplace, I'm the one driving. I actually think Roberta likes it that way sometimes. I don't know. She's finding out differently because we've been going back and forth between Dubois. And there are sometimes that in all this, the last months and months, I just can't drive. I'm, I'm done. It'll be dangerous if I drive. And she's driving. So the other day, we're out and there wasn't a choice. It was a rental car because of the car and her name was on it. And I was like, that's fine. Bother me any. Maybe one day it would have. But this whole letting go of control sometimes is a journey. You can do that. It's okay. As we think about the road that, that we're on from panic to peace, there are a lot of drivers out there. And one of the Bible characters that I picture having lived most of their life in the driver's seat would be Martha. You know, the one with Mary and Martha and Jesus come on, came over to their house. Remember, that is in Luke chapter 10. Look at Luke chapter 10. Mary and Martha in verse 38. And Jesus and his disciples were on their way and he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to them. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Here's Martha trying to be responsible, trying to take care of Jesus and all the rest of the people. Not a, I don't think out of a sense of duty, but quite possibly out of sense of devotion, really cared. But her concern about making sure everything was taken care of got out of control. And Jesus speaks to her about that in verse 41. He goes, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. Martha. And by the way, that's not a positive to say you're worried, especially if she knows what he's been teaching on. He has all that whole Matthew 6 thing there. Don't be worried. You're worried about so many things. You've taken it too far. And like so many people, it's about control. The control freak eventually freaks out when things just, it, it can't. I mean, her sister was in there at peace, a place of peace. But Martha was driven to panic. And she was looking for some passengers to take with her. Right? She was looking for some passengers to take with her. As she says in verse 40, Martha was distracted and she came to Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha's concern was so out of control. She was trying to take control, trying to get control of the situation and everything's going on. She was frustrated because it wasn't working out. What she had in her mind of how it was supposed to go and what was going to happen, it wasn't working out even though it would have worked out. Nobody would have died of starvation in that moment there. 
But she thought, I, I shouldn't have to do this on my own. I can't do this on my own. And really, she, maybe she couldn't do it on her own because of the way she wanted to do it, the way it had to be done. But she couldn't get her sister or anybody else to help. She was so frazzled, so upset by all of this that she tells the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, don't you care? Make my sister help. Think about it. There should be some kind of warning light goes on in our head when we start telling God what to do. Right? There should have been something there that said, whoa, wait a minute. I'm telling Jesus what to do here. But it didn't bother her. That worry and anxiety just took over. Trying to grab control. Martha, Martha, let go of the steering wheel and you will find peace. We're looking for that peace of God today. It's about something that we're worried about that will happen tomorrow or the next day. Let's imagine that in a 24-hour day, life doles out 24 pounds of trouble. All right? You with me? I, I, we're just, I'm picking a number. And, uh, you got a pound of trouble per hour. So in a day, you've got 24 pounds of trouble that are given you, which means that God, who is our faithful Father, will give us the strength we need to carry those 24 pounds today. He will. God is faithful. He will give us the strength we need to carry those 24 pounds of trouble today. But the problem is, we decide we also want to carry tomorrow's troubles and the next day and the next day to the point where we've got 100 pounds of trouble we're carrying today. There's a hundred pounds we are carrying. We are overloaded with worry that eventually wears us down to the point that we panic. And let's face it, probably 70 pounds of that 75 extra pounds that we just put on ourselves are troubles that won't even happen tomorrow. When we get to tomorrow and we look at the pile of troubles that we have to carry... Most of the things we just carried yesterday aren't even in there. You just thought it was going to happen, but it never did. And all you did was wear yourself out today carrying tomorrow's problems. Wearing yourself out today carrying problems that never are going to happen. All it does is get us worrying about worry. Trying to control even our worry. Uh, Long ago, Spurgeon Uh, had a quote, Our anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow, but only empties today of its strength. We're we're trying to carry what we were never meant to. We end up carrying a hundred pounds of problems. And then we get upset. And we wonder, why is not God helping us? Where is God? We are overwhelmed with this hundred pounds on us. Why can't God help? He is. He is helping you with today's 24 pounds of problems. 
God has given you only the strength that you need to deal with the 24 pounds of problems today. That extra 75 pounds you're carrying is not His will. That extra 75 pounds of troubles you're carrying is not His plan. So it is not His desire to reward our waywardness by giving us the strength to carry our future problems. Because that will just encourage us to continue to do it. No, I'm not giving you the strength you need to carry 100 pounds. So you need to make a decision. Travel to panic or travel to peace? Some people, though, think that the way life should be, if you really have life under control, you shouldn't be carrying any pounds of problems. Not 24, not 2, not 4. You shouldn't have any. That's not leading you to a real peace because that's not real. God has given us everything we need. God wants us to live an abundant, victorious, peaceful life today. But that does not mean that we will not have difficulties or troubles. In fact, Jesus promised in John 16, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. What we need to realize is that we are not to be concerned about tomorrow's troubles. Just deal with today. Just like we read in Matthew chapter 6, today has enough worries at home. Do not worry about tomorrow. What might, what will be, what way it's heading, all of that. We tend to justify all of this. Uh, that we're all we're trying to do by trying to control the things that are going on, all we're trying to do is just get some peace, just get a little peace, just take a, some control. But what Jesus is saying here in John 14, 27 is you don't have to get peace. Stop trying to get peace in your life. Why? He says, because I've already given it to you. We spend so much time and so much energy trying to work to get a certain level of peace in our life. At least peace as the world sees it and thinks about it. But the reality is there is nothing that we can do in our own strength, in our own wisdom, to get a real and lasting peace of God. It is a gift. Peace is a gift. Which means worrying about tomorrow, we're killing that peace. There needs to be that point. And and I think there comes a point where somebody realizes, you know what? Yeah, I need to do something about that. I I realize I need to to let go of of control. I'm trying to control too much. I, I, I need to stop trying so hard. And so instead of white knuckling the steering wheel with two hands, I know I can't continue to live like this. So I'm going to let go of control. And I'm just going to sit back. What's the problem? Yeah. We think we've let go of control because we're no longer white knuckling it. But the truth is we're still holding on to the steering wheel. And here's the truth that maybe we've never been told before. But God's peace that he wants to give us is so big that it takes two hands to hold it. Are you with me? You got to let go of the steering wheel. Let go of what he's trying to do. 
But we don't. We have one hand. They say, no, 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 Pastor. I'm, I've, given, I've given it over to God. So you know what that means? That means God has got His hand on the steering wheel and you got your hand on the steering wheel. That is only a disaster waiting to happen. That is, it's not going to work out. In fact, it's almost better sometimes when you just have it on your own, although that's going to go off the road too. The, you and God fighting over, it's an accident it is going to take place. You are headed for a crash. Trying to control everything gives us this false sense that everything will be all right. And because we have it in control, we can rest in peace. At least things are, are, are at least until things start falling to pieces. That's not a real and lasting peace. We should not need to control the problem to experience the peace. Are you with me? We should not need to control the problem to experience the peace. For in the middle of the hurricane, we can find peace in the eye of the hurricane. While everything else is still spinning out of control in our life, there is a place where we can experience peace. We spend so much energy trying to find a calm that's out of the chaos that if we would just surrender we would find a calm in the chaos. Right there. We need to surrender. But not just surrender those things that we think we can control. We need to surrender that we think we can control things. Those sound similar, but it is a completely different sentence. We need to surrender that we think we can control things. Uh, there's this logic of sorts that if we don't take control, then anxiety will just take control of us. We can end up thinking that the, the place where there's no panic, we can find peace, is where everything is going according to our plan. But are we really that good? How often does that really work and at least stay that way? Do we really have that much control? We talk about letting go of control. But ultimately, we need to realize that we never had control to begin with. Perry Noble lists out a number of things. He says we don't have control. I did not control the day I was born. I did not control who my parents were. I didn't get control where I was born, didn't control the color of my skin, eyes and hair, can't control the other drivers on the road. Uh, You might try, right? But you can't. I can't control what other people think about me. I can't control my child's future. I can't control the weather. I can't control how fast or how slow food is delivered in a restaurant. I can't control whether or not someone I know and love prays to receive Christ. I cannot control the fact that my body is breaking down. I cannot control God by my religious performance. There are so many things we could continue to list. And there is a sense that we think we have control, we're trying to control until something really heavy, bad happens in our life. Now some of you maybe have not had that. Some of you had more than enough of that. And that's when we realize, you know what? I don't have control. I don't have control. Ultimately, only God is the one who has control. Proverbs 16, 9. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord 
establishes their steps. Proverbs 19, verse 21, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. We don't have control. We need to surrender that we think we control the things in our life. We are like children trying to control our own life, thinking that that we are driving just because we're holding on to the steering wheel. This is like us. We think we're in control because we're holding on to the steering wheel. Peace, Jesus says in John 14, 7. His peace, he says, I give this peace not as the world gives. The way the world tries to get peace and thinks about peace, for example, is if I put enough locks on my door, I won't be broken into. And sure, it may discourage some and move on to some other place. You may make yourself feel more secure by the amount of locks you put on, but the reality is you do not have control over that. Or how about our health? For example, we could say if I exercise enough, We've got to define what is enough, right? But somehow if I exercise enough and take care of my body, then I will not have to deal with illness and sickness like some people. Now, yes, it's good to exercise. It's good to be a good steward of our bodies, and there are benefits to that. But guess what? There are people who do that faithfully. And they find out they do not have control over that. About retirement. I think about getting ready for planning for retirement. Making sure you got everything that you're going to need. But we do not have control over that. Jesus has a peace that he wants to give us that is not dependent on the world's locks, on the world's exercise routines, or on retirement funds. Or any of that. His peace is not dependent upon any of that, but upon Himself, which includes that greatest worry. Let's face it, some of us here today, your greatest worry is not about you. Your greatest worry is about someone that you care about deeply. Your greatest worry is about someone you care about and you do not have control. And if you don't realize that yet, you will, as you've tried. We need to surrender, not just surrender controlling. We need to surrender thinking that we do have control. We're we're like little kids, you know, riding around, you know, in in our our life. We got a hold of the steering wheel. We're smiling, you know, look at me. Look at me. I'm driving. Look at me. Look how I'm making this thing go. We need to say, you know, go ahead. Let go of the steering wheel. Because God's got it. And, and I think, I, I put this picture, to me, that's a, a significant slide up there. Because they're two different things, in a sense. It's significant in the sense that we could say, go ahead, let go of the steering wheel. God's got this. But do we realize how much God's got this? Because we're just in a little kiddie ride. We don't really have that control. God directs the steps. God is the one 
who is sovereign over all. And so it's really not that hard to believe God's got this when this is the ride we're really on. You know, there are some people with all of this that have gotten to the point where they're so overwhelmed with worry and anxiety that they agree with all this. They're so overwhelmed with worry and anxiety that they feel like there is absolutely nothing they can do to change the circumstances or prevent the problem from coming their way. But the difficulty is they see themselves, therefore, as weak and helpless. And even for many, because they feel like there's absolutely nothing, that they're worrying and anxiety, there's just nothing they can do, they have no control, they see themselves as worthless. Because I can't even control what's going on in my life. I can't even control my worry. What's interesting is that without realizing it, if that's you, you are actually closer to the destination of peace than those people who think they can take control and drive themselves to peace. When you get to that point where you just feel like, I can't do anything and I'm, you know what? That's actually a good place to be. Jesus tells us in John chapter 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. We've got to get to the point where we real, really realize that. Where we give up trying to control or give up thinking that we're going to. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Don't fall into the world, be strong, can take control kind of attitude. Instead, recognizing what Paul recognized with one of the things in his life that he couldn't possibly control in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and Paul prayed, he tried, and he pleaded with the Lord to take it from him. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in insults and in hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Are you weak? That's the start. Recognize that. I am weak. Then, when is it going to be strong? You know, sometimes it, we just feel like it's crazy that everything is out of control in our life. But what's even more crazy is the people who think they can keep everything in control outside of what God can do. And I know some of you, the fears that you have are not irrational. Some of the worries that you are, some of the things you're worried about not only can happen, but for some will happen. And that's when we go, see, I told you, I told you I was right to worry because that happened. I knew it was going to happen. I was worried about it and it happened and I'm right. No, you're not really right because worrying didn't change anything except for your peace. Let me throw up another quote from a very wise old sage. Worrying won't stop the bad stuff from happening. It, it just stopped you from enjoying the good. Which includes God's peace. We'll never travel to that peace 
And can we have that? There's often nothing we can do to change what's going on on the outside. We need to change what's going on on the inside. And Jesus said, my peace I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled. He's talking about the inside. This applies to us, our family, as you think about us trying to get here. In fact, Matthew 6 would be a great illustration of the Connor family right now, right? And all that we just read out of Matthew 6 because we're looking for a house. Actually, we're trying to sell our house and looking for a house, finding neither one of those. The truth is, when you think about doing things, after we've looked at many of the houses we've looked at, we know we have done more than most people as far as preparing and doing our part. We also know that we've taken more dramatic steps to try to push that process forward, things that maybe others wouldn't have done as soon. Guess what? Still, houses and sold, still haven't found a house. So we can focus on all that, oh, what about this and what about this, what, what ifs, instead of dealing with what is first off. Yes, we don't need to worry about it. We don't, the, God takes care of the birds. Who, and you read in another place that they can be sold for you know, an hour's labor, basically. How much more is he going to take care of us? So we can say, I will trust God for the future, that he's got us as far as our housing goes. But you know what? It really shouldn't be that hard to trust God for the future because God's already got the present today. Today has enough worries on its own. I don't need to be worrying about tomorrow and the house and where that's going. Today, God has given us the strength to carry the 24 pounds that we have today because we have a car a newer car, they can make that trip back and forth. God's provided uh, a good place for us to stay here. But we're not having to, to pay for that and try to come up with two different things. God's provided food for us in a number of different ways. God's taken care of today. And that's all we really need. We've done our part. And all of this talk, it doesn't mean that you don't do something, you don't prepare, that you don't, but you, there's no point in worrying. There's no point in having anxious. There's no point in trying to control it because you just can't. In fact, a, a while back, we were trying to, as we're looking at houses, we're trying to think, all right, now if you go with this and this doesn't have that and maybe you could add, not, not only add a garage, maybe this could be done to this and this house could be done and, and then you could do, you know, and uh, that's just mind-blowing, especially to a guy who basically knows how to hold a hammer, but that's about it. All right? I, I'm, there's not something, you know, I think about it. I, I just I realized the Lord was just speaking to me. She's like, let it go. You don't have to try to figure it out. One, that's not who you are. You don't have a clue. Two, I do. And so we're looking at some of those things. And so my mind is not going through all the gymnastics about, well, this could happen. Then maybe this place could work because of this and that. You know what? I'm not. God's got it. And he's going to take care of it. He's taken care of us before. He's taken care of us in the present. 
He will take care of our future. This is his promise. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. We need to surrender control. To let go of that wheel. It's not a one-time decision. But it can be a decision that you do today. And I would encourage you to pull both hands off. To surrender what you're trying to control. And to surrender that notion that you can. And surrender to God. To allow Jesus to be the one that takes a hold of the wheel and drives you from panic to peace. And by the way, as Jesus is driving... If we've let go of control, we're not telling him where to go. We're not telling him how fast to go. You know, I could say, Jesus, I know you got this with us in the house, but I sure wish you'd step on it a little bit more. You know, can you pick up the, uh, we're, we're going under the speed limit here. No, it doesn't work that way. If you've given up control, you've given up that right to tell God how to do it and what way you think it needs to be. God's peace is huge. And he wants to give it to us. Jesus says, I, peace, I'm leaving with you. I'm giving to you. So as we talked about fear, and we had the giant, that was a giant that needed to be overcome. But this fear is a giant, is not a giant. This fear in us is a, is a fear that needs to be let go of. That is, that is chaining us up, so to speak, And keeping us from living life today the way God meant for us to live. Peaceful. And if we would just be living life today the way God meant for us to be, it will make tomorrow better. Let's pray. Worship team, come. Father, thank you for our time in your word. And I pray for us. For many, it's a message they know about letting go of control and yet haven't really done much about. Lord, there may even be some here today that really don't like this message. Maybe some men. That's not manly. Got to be in control. But it really doesn't do any good to fight you for the wheel. Lord right now whatever hold worry and anxiety has on it we pray that you would break that hold whatever hold panic has on us that you would break that hold and that you would allow us to break our hold of the steering wheel and let go set us free we know That today may just be the first step on the journey, but set us free as we set you free to be God because we are not.